0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about this, Cowboys? No Cowboys! This it
3: is,
4: it is. is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The
2: Dallas Cowboys like Michael
4: And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus. Jeff Kavanaugh, Kyle
5: Yeomans, and David Hellman. It is Tuesday, February the 22nd, and we are back with a brand new episode of the Draft Show for y'all. Like the big voice said, I am David Hellman. I'm joined as usual by Kyle Yeomans, Brian Broaddus, Jeff Kavanaugh. Morning, fellas. How we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. I got to be honest, Brian. I'm... uh, I mean, I'm happy about the news with the Combine that we're going to get to, but I'm a little disappointed because I thought I might be able to get a rant out of you today uh, with everything that was going on with basically a threatened boycott of the activities at the Combine. I know how near and dear... All of that is to your heart. And I just I thought you might have some fire to spit at us today if we thought the combine wasn't going to happen the way it normally does.
6: No, I, I think that I've come to realization, though, that we're all going to go to Tallahassee and Gainesville and Baton Rouge and Los Angeles. We're still going to do that after the combine. The most important thing about that combine is those medicals. And I, I, I need to know if I'm putting those tags on that board, that those players are healthy enough for me to take. So my rant about that, but then again, you're talking to a guy that in nineteen ninety-three was sitting there and wondering why they would ever put this on TV. You know, why would people really care about this? And now
5: the league is caving to yeah. agent demands because yeah. of not they're not wanting to tank their ratings. Yeah.
6: No, and, and you know, I, I understand. It's the NFL has done a tremendous job of not giving us any days off. You know, <laughs> they've made this a year round job, which we're all grateful to have. But if they started messing with it, the agents had come out, you'd have got the rant from me about the medicals. If they would have said, we're boycotting the medicals too, now you would have got the rant. Fair enough. Which,
5: like I said, I'm a little bit disappointed to not hear it. But just in case, in case you haven't been following this story, the NFL Combine is set to start in Indianapolis basically a week from today. I think the players get there on Monday, the 28th. Yeah. Um, but there was a bubble rule in place uh, for COVID concerns, and the league had all of these restrictions, and the players and their agents were basically like, wait a second, Like you're, you're going to screw us over. Like We're not going to have access to our trainers. We're going to be locked in our hotel rooms all day. And they basically said, we're not going to participate in any of these drills if you don't change the rules.
4: And I think another big
5: thing on it was, aren't, weren't
4: they going to clump a bunch of the skills and the, the power – drills together, yes. like they were doing bench and running and, and all of some that. Of and that hasn't, some of that hasn't changed. No, it hasn't hasn't changed that at at hasn't all.
6: changed. No, and I, I think that to me, though, and it's funny because when this was all going down, I reached out to somebody at the Cowboys about Dallas Day, and I reached out about the 30 visits because I was curious, you know, and the word is they're still going to have Dallas Day this year, which they hadn't had because of the COVID situations. And they were worried about that maybe the 30 the thirty visit thing—I said thirty days. Thirty visit thing mm-hmm. that they have—that maybe they would have to add more players to that, that the league would give them more opportunities to meet with guys. But then the league came out and said, "Hell no, we'll we'll do all this other things to kind of make sure that we have it."
5: And it took it took all of thirty six hours, Jeff, for the league to reverse course on that.
6: Why? Well, yeah, because
0: people weren't going to show up. Oh, I think they would have showed up. To Brian's point, and that's there was one major agency that announced. Last week, where they were like, yeah, if they don't change this stuff, like our players aren't coming. And I think that is your real catalyst. We're just like, look, we're not going to do it. Because look, at the combine, the medicals are the most important. But if I'm going to go out there and run a short shuttle and a 40 and do these jumps, and I don't feel like the environment is conducive to me doing it well, I'm not doing it.
6: Yep, because we've lived with I, that before, though.
0: Because we, I, I could lose millions of dollars,
6: yeah, yeah, with bad runs. But we've lived with that before. We've lived with they weren't going to this time. No, we've lived with we've lived with the the guys not working out. Like I said, we were we're we're all going to get in our our cars and planes and stuff and head for all these schools, mm-hmm. you know. And and what's what well, I'll tell you what though is also something that you know the the NFL has proven that if you don't play football in a year, we'll still draft you. You know, that's, 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 that's reality. Damn near better. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Every single one of them. And there's, there's a time where I wouldn't have believed that. And now the league has said, you know what? Fine. We had this COVID thing. We didn't have all the access to information. We didn't have all the medicals. We still put together a draft board and we still drafted. And a lot of guys had success doing this. The medical part's the most scary thing to me because you've got players now that won't run a 40. I mean there's plenty of guys that you these these top some of these top quarterbacks whatever they're not going to run. They're just not going to do it. And you know, and it used to be that I was starved for numbers. It's really not the numbers anymore to me. It's more about now the it's more about the film, the medical and how these guys are going to fit into my to my program. Which
5: if you're if you're new to this or if you don't follow the combine closely, Brian's brought up the medicals a few times which a big, a huge part of this. It's a huge part. When the guys, so downtown Indianapolis has three or four medical centers, hospitals, hospitals, and the NFL has made it into a science. Actually, our dear buddy Chris Hall, the director of college scouting, still does. I believe he has, have a big He has hand been in since 1992
6: that. when I was working in. Yeah, he's been working with that.
5: And so all 300 of these players or 2 290 whatever the number is check in and they get MRIs and x-rays and get stuff that you've had surgery looked at yeah. and all of that goes out to the league so that you have a complete medical picture on each guy that's participating. That the the drills obviously go on TV, but we all agree that that's the yeah. most important information yeah. coming out of this.
6: Yeah, the thing about it is is these these teams are broken up into pods of doctors. And you have the trainers and the doctors. So you might have 5 to 7 doctors per pod. So these got these kids aren't doing 32 individual you know, medical evaluations. Now, the great thing about the medical evaluations at the Combine is, again, the doctors all working together, the teams all working together, sharing information, grades, and stuff like that. It really is well well done, well put together by the trainers and how they do that. But this is the first time that you get to see these kids because there used to be a time in the early 90s when I started where you were able to ask for the medical records of these players. And you got that from the trainers. Now with HIPAA laws, no, you don't, you don't get any of that stuff. So the first time that you know anything good or bad about a kid's neck, knee, shoulder, arm, wrist, lungs, whatever, is at the combine. That's where a lot of things are discovered that some of these kids play with, with a lot of ailments. And, but, but you got to know if there's something that is going to keep us from drafting this kid, you have to know that.
4: Well, there's also like the networking aspect outside of it. When they were bubbling up, the medicals were still going to be a part of that, right? It, it wasn't necessarily a question, other than maybe the guys that Jeff was talking about. But there's that networking side between the teams going out to dinner, kind of getting they to do. know the player yeah. inside as much as they get to see the medical. The fifteen
6: outside. minute, the fifteen minute interview is is a is a great tool for you know getting to know these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the better tool is bringing kids on campus here and getting to know them. That's the thing I think that – that's the thing I think where you get the the best evaluation of the kid.
5: Which, let me ask you – so th- this is where my brain goes. And I, we've, we've all been to the Combine. It's one of our favorite events of the year. And so the NFL basically caved and, and gave in to these changes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to go off the way it usually does this year. But it makes me wonder – and I think it's an interesting thought because obviously the NFL is clearly interested in the monetization of the combine. Like the drills are televised. We've talked for years about the potential to move it to Los Angeles or maybe here. Dallas has been linked to it a lot. But do you feel like a shift away from the importance of the combine is happening? Well, again, like guys have opted out and it hasn't hurt them of, of seasons, let alone off season stuff. Um, everybody's got a pro day. You just said that. And it just seems like going along with the idea that, you know, players are willing to sit out of their bowl game. Players are willing to sit out of the end of a season in this like trend of player empowerment. Do you see a future where like the combine's not as important as it has been for all these
0: years? I think it's definitely possible because we have advances in what you can get information wise anyway, right? Like we watch the tape and you're like, all right, that guy's fast. Okay. That guy's quick. Oh, okay. That guy's bendy. But now you have, I think, some teams will view it as things that translate better anyway. Like, I don't need your 40 time because I have your GPS speed in pads Mm. while playing football. I know you're the fastest guy on the field because we're tracking all of you. You are fast. Um, So I can see it. I think there will always be value in just knowing how healthy people are and trying to get to know them. Which even that part's hard. Because you're coached. The players before they get to the combine to sit down with Brian Broaddus or the Jaguars or whoever, like they're coached on how to present themselves and let me get my power. It's like a job. It's a big job interview. It's yeah. And so your like your goal is how healthy is he and is he going to bust his butt to be the best player you possibly can, and you don't know if you're going to get those answers unless like the college coaches are honest with you and they're your buddies. Uh, Like yeah, I could see the combine either being modified big time or. It won't. No, no. I I take it all back. It will not go away.
5: And the league won't let it
6: go. Away. It makes
0: too much money. Yeah, yep. it makes too much money. Yeah, that's why they. That's why the bubble's gone because the league wants to televise their combine and have everybody there.
6: Well, I know for a fact that when you start to like, I'll give an example. We talked about Derek Stingley the other day from LSU and the questions you might want to ask Derek Stingley, and and talking to people at LSU about them about him. Is And there's questions about Ed Ingram, too, the guard as well. And, but with Stingley, the words you're starting to hear is, if you, if, you have, if you expect him to be the alpha male of the group, he's not going to be that guy. He's going to need a big brother. He's going to need somebody to help him along. An example that I was given was if Minnesota were to draft him and Patrick Peterson were still at Minnesota, that would be the ideal situation. But those are the kinds of questions you want to ask Stingley. If you're getting information from sources at LSU that are telling you these things about this player, then you want to ask those questions and see how he reacts. And that's where it's important. You know, LSU will tell you he didn't quit. He was legitimately hurt. But they'll also tell you, like, oh, this guy's not an alpha male. He's just not. He's, he, he's one of those guys that the learning curve to be a leader and all that. Those are the kinds of questions I'd want to ask. To Jeff's point, that's important to me. It's important that I, I, I figure out how bad his foot is with that Liz Frank injury, and is it something that I'm always going to have to deal with? or and, and, and once I get that taken care of, then I want to ask him these questions that I've learned about when I've talked to people at LSU about him. Just to play devil's advocate, though, I mean, you can ask him all that stuff if you bring him to your camp. No, that's right? what I'm saying, yeah. though. But I'd like to know, maybe, maybe it's one of those things where maybe the answers he gives me at the Combine, like, Man, I don't I don't like this kid's demeanor enough. You know, Sauce Gardner to me at Cincinnati came off as a better guy. He's a healthier. You know, if you're up there looking at a cornerback at the top of the draft, the reason you're talking to Derek Stingley is because you have a pick to go get him. You know, that's where. So if you're looking for a corner, I'm trying to separate separate these two guys because I know on everybody's board those touches those tags are touching. I'm trying to get okay, what's the difference between the the two? What's making one guy tick? What's making one guy's health not be as good? You know, those are the kinds of questions I think at the combine. To me, those are the benefits I can do without the workout. I really can. Yeah. I mean, the only thing the workout provides me is like the old crusty scout I am is that in 1992 I can compare numbers to 2022 to 1992, and 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 then I have that data. I also, that's the only thing that that's the only thing that that would work that would bother people who are really into those numbers.
5: Do you think it's valuable at all that the combine at least gives you? Excuse me, sorry. The combine at least gives you a a baseline, right? Absolutely. Like you know, maybe the field. Well, the that baseline Lucas is the tape.
6: To- the baselines, oh, you're talking about no, the numbers. Yeah,
5: like, I mean, maybe it's a slow track, but all these – we yeah. joke about it every year. All these guys head off to their pro days and shave well, two-tenths of a second off no the, every question. time they no have. No question, because
6: they roll out of their starts. You know, Mark gorshak's not there, like, blowing the whistle and stopping them and all that. And these kids have rested. They haven't been pushed and pulled. You know, they're more comfortable in that environment, running downhill at Ohio State. <laughs> you know, when you're sitting down there timing at the end, you're like, man, that guy looks like he's elevated. No, he's coming downhill at you. Those are good times, but you take them. You know, like I say, the old we're, – we're starting to lose – like Lucas Oil is different when we used to go to RCA Dome or the Hoosier Dome. Different track, different facility, different turf, and all those things. So the numbers probably don't mean as much as they once did.
5: I just wonder – and, I, I mean, like, Jeff, you're totally right. I mean, as long as the combine makes money, it'll be a thing. But, like – I just think and you tell me Brian if you agree with me like you've been doing this since the early 90s like players just have more power than they ever have. They do.
6: They do. They they have a lot more power and you know there was a time when Demon would have a first round pick and get to talk to Michael Vick, you know? I mean, now a player with like you don't have a first round pick, bro. I'm not talking to you that kind of thing. You know, it, it's changed a lot. The agents have a lot of power in this thing too. You know uh, these players, the player association. You know uh, J.C. Treader and those guys. I mean, they come out and say, "Hey, these guys don't have a voice yet." You know they don't. But players, you know, like I say, these players, we're going to look at them, we're going to draft them, we're going to we're going to scout them and draft them. But like last year, we learned. You know, if you can watch film from two years ago and determine how great of a player Michael Parsons was going to be, more power to you, man. That's, if that's all you need, all you need is tape and all you need is the ability to evaluate. And does he fit in your scheme? And can you do other things with him? All the other stuff is just kind of like, hmm, whatever. You know, the guy can play. He can play.
5: I just think I don't I think we're in for some sort of shift here over the next few years. Like oh. that's just the overarching feeling that I get. And I think
4: it's an involuntary thing that was started by the 2020 pandemic. I mean, it started with the fact that Thanks you got your
0: COVID. Yep.
4: It, it started with the fact that you had that combine in in 2020, you had it all go normal as to plan and then immediately the pro days were nixed, the visits were nixed. All of that goes away and then the next year you had the pro or you had the combine or no combine, but you had all the pro days. So you got to see out of those two classes, which one matters more. And if you ask some of these scouts, you ask some of the team other than the medicals at the combine, you really feel like the informational gathering that you once got from the combine, you could get anywhere else along the way. And Jeff made a great point with the GPS and the technology that is advanced in this game, and that's going to only continue to get better. And better? It is. It's wild. It's a huge thing. These scouting departments and these front offices could use to Some will say
6: that the Cowboys have a- actually drafted better in the chaos. Yeah. You know, if you think about it. Okay, the, board. Their board has been better. When you when you think there's chaos, just go with your board. You know, that's how you kind of look at those things. Is there going to be
5: chaos this year?
6: I don't know. With, without a bunch of quarterbacks, top-rated quarterbacks, and really not a sure number one. I don't think there will
5: be informational chaos. No, no. no. But there'll be
6: there'll be there'll be guys because you have teams that have multiple picks. Yeah, and they will look to you know will teams look to go up? Will teams look to you know you know will they stand there and make picks? You know, I think that's where when you have teams that are holding a lot of cards ahead of you. You're kind of at the mercy of those teams. I think that's where other teams are having to deal with right now.
0: Last the thought. Combine, the Combine will stick around for a while because Dave, as you know, is a man who has spent a good portion of his career trying to hide in the weeds and see if you can spot people talking to people as part of your job. I do do that. <laughs> uh, He's yeah, very good uh, the at Combine's it too. about all the Combine stuff, but it's also about the incredibly rich people yeah. at the very top of the NFL getting together and drinking it's, beer and yep. <laughs> eating steak. It's a big like, thing. They're it keep is, going. You're right. Elmo's. They want to hang out with their Friend. It yes.
5: matters. It matters to the establishment. <laughs> and that means it won't go away. That's a very good point. Uh All right. We got into the nuts. We got it. We, speaking of the weeds, we got Sorry. into the weeds of combine talk. Uh, we're going to talk about some prospects that we're going to watch the combine in the third segment. Uh, but before that, we've got your questions coming up at Twitter on the 20. We will be right back to do that
1: at smoothie king we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals smoothie king uses only whole fruits and organic veggies you'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors colors or preservatives and unlike some other smoothie places there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.
2: What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas.
3: football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season liberty tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than twelve thousand tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out liberty tax proud partner of the dallas cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys liberty tax a brighter way to do taxes
0: This,
1: this is the DallasCowboys.com
2: Draft Show.
5: Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at Liberty dot com slash Cowboys. It is tax season, I'll isn't gotta it? Do it is that. Yeah, I'm mm. I'm, I'm, be- I'm behind on that.
0: Love like, me some taxes. I oh, feel just, like the, the draft. Quitting,
5: quitting your job doesn't mean you don't have to file taxes, just for whatever that's worth. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure I'm going to pay this year, too. So if anybody out there has got Ooh. some extra money laying around, <laughs> uh, I'm going to need to give it to the government. So just be on the lookout just, for me online and give me your money. There you go. Yeah.
5: Be on YouTube. Welcome back to the Draft Show. You know the drill by now. It's the second segment, which means Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Twitter. And as usual, we've got a lot of good ones Jeff, I feel like I, I want you to answer I mean you can all answer this obviously, but I'm gonna start with you because B, B? no yeah, B. Uh Ron wants to know. Sky Moore. If Tyler Linderbaum oh. and J Ron Green were both available, would you take Nicobe Dean over them? Kenyon Green. Sorry, oh, my God. Jaron Ron Curse was on your station this morning. I got confused. I'm sorry. It's not my great interview, by the way. I guess
0: it is still my station.
5: And yes, it is still your station for, like for a, a few week. more days. Yeah,
0: for a Basically, <laughs>
5: a, classic, a classic debate over available guys. Like, what do you value more between those offensive linemen or N'Kobe Dean?
0: All right, coming in hot here. Um, Linderbaum, one. I would take the center, number one. Kenyon Green, number two. Nicobe Dean, number three. Uh, Nicobe Dean might be as good or better than the other two at their jobs, but, man, people are not going to like to hear this because Micah Parsons has been so good. I'm taking an offensive lineman that I love over a linebacker that I love all day, every day. Ooh. All day, Every day. Does that mean that you would still take Slater over Parsons? I refuse to answer that question. Why? It's a push. It doesn't matter. Just you couldn't go wrong. Uh and but Parsons is different because Parsons is more than a linebacker. Exactly. N'obey Dean is not gonna line up at defensive end and get you and have the highest pass rush win rate in the NFL. Not gonna happen. Fair. Micah Parsons is a freak show. N'Kobe Dean is an awesome linebacker. And I'd love him at 24. But if you told me that you have a great center prospect and a great guard prospect, I'm going the center, the guard, then the linebacker.
4: It's it's the same argument that we had last year. At least we're consistent in the way we're talking about it. But yeah, it's exactly right. And Brian said this on multiple occasions. If you could have told me going into that draft, that Micah Parsons was going to be what Micah Parsons was this year in the way that he was able to be utilized in a versatility standpoint, then you can talk about taking him over Rashawn Slater because you're taking an edge rusher at that point. However, I'm right there with Jeff. I'm in the exact order. Linderbaum, Green, then N'Kobe Dean. But this also brings up a question for me. I was watching Devin Lloyd again yesterday out of Utah, linebacker. Does he go before N'Kobe Dean? He will
6: on some boards because he's 6'3". I bet he will. I think so, too. Yeah. I
0: would bet on Nicobe Dean as the player over Devin Lloyd, but I would bet on Devin Lloyd being drafted before N'Kobe Dean. I agree with you. you I, agree?
4: I have him 1-2. or I have Dean 1. I have Lloyd 2. But I could see Lloyd going quicker in front of that, and then maybe you get a conversation about that later on. You agree with that assessment, Brian, those three players? Linderbaum, Dean, Green
5: for me. So you go D
0: oh, over, Brian. D. yeah. Oh
5: what? Why?
6: Because I feel like there's some second round guards that are capable players, That's and 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 the thing about it is, I think there's some capable second round linebackers too, some guys that keep, you you could plug in and play. I mean, we mentioned Harris, we mentioned Clark. Uh, you know, those are the types of guys that you're you're probably being looking at right there. But I, you know, me personally, like I say, I think there's things with Green. I, you know, to me, I still hold hope. I still hold hope if I don't get my guard that they'll come to the realization that they need to move Lyle Collins. That's my hope. And I, that's my protection. And I don't have a really good answer at linebacker right now for you. I don't. That's why I have to go grab Dean. Sure. Mm-hmm. And But the interesting thing about what we just did with that exercise, two of the three guys f- have uh, physical limitations with like lack of size and height, but are you. really, really good football players. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably why you're sitting there looking at him potentially at 24, because if they were a little bit bigger, a little bit more taller, if they were Lloyd's size or height, then we probably wouldn't be talking about Dean at 24.
5: This is an open-ended question from Drew. You can take it B. in whatever direction you want. Stop. 2022 draft picks that you feel would get more out of Micah Parsons. Oh. Defensive tackles. Jordan, sure Jordan
4: Davis. 100%. Travis I, Jones at UConn, Fidarian Mathis, Alabama.
5: I figured defensive tackles would be the answer. Yeah, is there is there another spot? Is there another yeah. position yeah. that could? Yeah, well, there is. Go for it.
0: A linebacker. Yeah, yeah that's Fair. what Nicole I'm saying. Kobe Dean would another get more guy. out of Parsons because Parsons could go rush the passer.
6: That's that's what I would say. I mean, you talk about the the defensive tackles and stuff like that, but where where Micah Parsons absolutely wrecks your game is as a pass rusher you know so to me if i if i knew that i had somebody that i could put in his spot that could run and tackle like he does and while i put him down you know say he doesn't get to the quarterback but the ball gets out and now i got nikobe dean running that football to make a play Absolutely, that's a that's the that's the route you need to go. This defense would be fun as hell
5: if Micah Parsons and the Kobe Dean and Jabril Cox all mm. played for it. That's
6: what I'm saying. You got guys that can cover, and you got guys that can run, we'll and you got team guys team that can f- finish. My yeah. God,
5: nobody would get seven yards down the field. It'd That'd just be a straight wall across the way. I would I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. Kyle wants to know if you were to draft Tyler. Kyle, why
0: didn't you just ask? I could have
5: just Dad, asked here did you, know? you didn't, didn't have even to... think about that. I'm sad I'm not the host. Kyle <laughs> not Yeomans yeah why are you tweeting me bro? you got my phone number. <laughs> Kyle not Yeoman's wants to know if you were to draft Tyler Linderbaum, uh, what do you do with Tyler Beish? could he play guard or do you just all of a sudden have a very quality backup center? you
0: have
6: a backup center yeah. there yeah i don't I the don't the see...
0: answer is you don't care yeah. <laughs> Like, he's on the roster, and that's cool. He'll be there for another two years. You know, you're
6: always – Figure it out. The one thing that's happened with this offensive line, and we all saw it with our own eyes, that was a problem last year. They didn't block well enough. They didn't protect well enough. You know, whether that's them, the line coach, whoever, they need to upgrade a couple of spots. And they might be in a little trouble at left tackle on age and health. The right guard, we, we talk about all pro, and maybe there's a little bit of slippage going on there. North of thirty, yeah. And then you know, with the right tackle, you know, I mean, there was some slippage going on there as well. He didn't, he missed a bunch of games because he got suspended. You know, so yeah, I mean, the, the the questions you have, you know, you should you shouldn't be afraid to replace anybody over there. You know, you, you, if you're looking at that thing and being honest with yourself, you didn't run the ball, you didn't protect. It affected the way you moved the football. Affected the way the play caller called the game. You know, couldn't go to some things he probably wanted to, because he couldn't get the you know the, couldn't run the football. So yeah, don't worry about anybody's feelings on that offensive line. You need to figure that thing out.
4: And just from a pure roster building standpoint and numbers game, look over the last two seasons. Twenty twenty, you had Joe Looney and Tyler Biotish. This past year, you had Tyler Biotish and insert name here. It was either Connor Williams or. Josh Connor Ball, McGovern, Connor McGovern. I mean, there, there was really nobody yeah, there. Yeah, Farniak. I mean, you felt better about your center situation when you had two guys there. So if you wanted to keep Tyler Biotish around, replace him, but don't have don't feel like you have to deal him. Just have him there. Have him as a quality backup. We've already seen the revolving door of an offensive line the last two years as well. Speaking to Brian's point. And having somebody there that has that starting experience is going to be valuable moving forward, especially if they're on a rookie deal, which Tyler Biotish will be for two more years.
5: I say I say it all the time, but people are so afraid of having depth because they feel like they're not making the most of an opportunity. I would just I'll take the depth like thank ninety nine times out especially of especially up front. Dogs lead the way. We've talked about all of these players. Is it D-A-W-G or D-O-G? Just, just the animal. Dogs okay. lead the way. We're trying
0: to figure out who's a Georgia guy.
5: No, no. Uh, that that makes sense. Was or Washington into. Husky. No, I think the Twitter avi was actually mm, a, a uh, like a beagle. I think he just likes dogs. Okay. Um, <laughs> Or she. Or she. Uh, We've talked about all these players, but he or she wants us to sort them out. All safeties. Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Lewis Seen out of Georgia. Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. Stack them for me. Somebody.
0: It was almost in order. Uh, mine would be Daxton Hill as a guy who is a borderline first-round sort of player at Michigan. He would be – well, I guess Petrie's not big either. I was going to say he's the small one of this group, but he's also the one that, holy cow, can he fly. And can play nickel, can play safety, whatever. Brisker is – Jaquan Brisker at Penn State is a dude that I really like while acknowledging. Like, I'm watching him, and I'm like, is he an elite athlete? No. Is he, like, whatever you're looking for, is he elite trade? I'm like, no. It's like, what's he bad at? Nothing. (laughs) So, like, okay, okay, that's a starting NFL safety. Uh, So, I would go Daxton Hill, then Jaquan Brisker, then Jalen Petrie, then Lewis Seen, the Georgia safety, and I think all of them are picked in the first
6: 60 picks. He's absolutely right. The order he had is absolutely Just right. Nailed it.
0: Oh, what's up now? Anybody want a piece? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Kyle, you want to argue with that? You I was right, I was hoping we were going to have a fight. <laughs> right That's back why in I picked the Jalen this Jalen question.
4: Uh, I've got Hill, Brisker, Seen, Petrie, mm, but they're mm, all touching tags. It's literally two through five for me.
0: You think they all go top 60?
6: I would think he's right about so, that. So yeah. maybe
0: Brisker doesn't because he's an old man. Like I think he's 23 and he was a redshirt oh, senior, and no. the NFL hates old people. He'll,
6: oh, be, no. he'll except be
4: 23 if it, by draft day. Okay, yeah.
6: except if you're Terrence Newman, who they told us was too old, and he played like 20 years. Yeah,
4: good
2: point, yeah.
5: Brian. I just so
2: man,
5: have you watched more Hamilton yet? Do you still hate him? Uh, I ignore him. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, well, you just – he's probably not. He's getting
0: picked in the top ten. Why do right. I care? So Cowboys aren't picking
5: him. So you have Kyle Hamilton as a likely top ten, Yeah. and then these guys all start going somewhere between, yeah. like, 25 and 40? Yeah,
6: I think so. And they're
5: all gone by 60. I've
6: said this a couple of times on the show. I thought that that Dax Hill was the Cowboys pick at 24. That's before I really got into the draft. I mean, I was he was one of the first safeties. Him and Hill were the first two. And I kind of thought, okay, this guy fits the profile of what you want in a safety. He can cover on the outside. He can blitz. You know, he can play down in the box. He can play back. I just thought of versatility. I thought of Dan Quinn. You know, and this is really kind of with not knowing, maybe thinking that Dan Quinn was going to take the Denver Broncos job. But I kind of felt like that if, you know, if they got a carryover, if there's some of the similar coaches, that maybe they would use Dax Hill as that type of player. So, yeah, I think where you're talking about right around 24 on back is when we're going to start seeing these guys come off the board.
4: Do you think, the fact that Jaron and at least he was on your station earlier today, talking about a potential return. Yeah. With Dan Quinn coming back, if he's back, does that affect anything at all to you? I
6: think that, to me, it's about players and their money. This yeah. guy didn't make money. You know, you can't sit there and say, I'm going to be loyal. Now, Randy Gregory will tell you that he's loyal to Jerry and Steven and the family for what they've done to him. But how loyal? Are you $12 million a year loyal? $13 million a year loyal? How loyal? Yeah. But if someone offers him sixteen. Eighteen million dollars. Yeah, you got to go do what you got to do. So to say that Dan Quinn being here helps, sure. But, but these guys have got to go out and make money. That they don't have. They have a very limited uh, opportunity yep. to do that.
5: Jaron Curse has the potential to get a signing bonus this spring. That is larger than all of his career earnings over the I last think,
4: like six years. What is his market value like? One point five, something like that. <sighs> Not, Not anymore. Well, I'll it's no. Five million yeah. bucks a year. I would say. Pie?
5: I would say. I bet the the you tot- need a two two year ten million dollar deal. The totality of his deal. Yeah. Yeah. Five or three for fifteen. But I was I was thinking something like three this. for fifteen, three for eighteen. I could see that.
6: Yeah. Absolutely. You and mean, you're
5: talking a, a sixth round pick who signed a one million dollar deal last year. Like. Yeah. yeah. In the world of the NFL, he has not made a ton of money.
6: Yeah, but if you if, when you study all the top fifty free agents and stuff, going places and stuff, he's not ever in that mix of the top. No, 50. I think he's probably. But he's played like a guy that deserves to be paid. He's if a, he had
0: played this year, for the last three years, he would be in everybody's top fifty. No, sure. Question. I just yeah. think the world doesn't realize it because he's never he's been hasn't that been before. there. Like yeah. he was never a starter. But and I do. If th- you had I, that year consistently. They Talk about you for Pro Bowls, yep. And your market's huge. I think he was probably an alternate for the
5: Pro Bowl, if I had to guess. Okay. So, yeah, to your point, um, I do think sometimes you overvalue the guys that you watched all year, and you're like, oh, like he's he's he was amazing. It's but, a tough
6: position, though. Yeah, he, he didn't play as a true safety, he played right. really all over. Yep, and the fact that he created turnovers, was tackling well, you know, was really a leader out there. I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of really positive things you can talk about him because I, I think coming out of Clemson, I know I didn't think all that. I didn't think he could cover and be all that hey, that he has. I
5: don't think you need to apologize because the league thought that too. He was a sixth-round pick at the end of the day. Yep. Uh, Javier, Brian, I made sure you had watched him. Uh, Javier wants to know about Leo Chenal, uh, the Wisconsin linebacker.
6: Yeah, this guy's a throwbacks linebacker in the way he plays. He's 6'2", he's 252. We were talking about last week the guys that potentially could be that Mike linebacker. This guy's it. He's a physical guy. He's a downhill player. He's always attacking the line of scrimmage. He makes his uh, share of plays just right at or behind the line of scrimmage in the way he plays. He can finish when he gets around the ball. He's going to wrap up. He's going to make sure tackles most every single time. I love the way he works through traffic. You know, he does things usually to engage. It's usually quick to get rid of the blocker and then get to the ball The burst is there. He's got the ability to get on the quarterback quickly, rushing from that linebacker position. So I don't see much of coverage with this guy because I think it's all underneath stuff for him. It's kind of drop, sit in a zone, and then react that way. So um, I felt like uh, he was better when he could try and attack the pocket, the effort, the motor, all that's great. So... You know, if you like a player that's got instincts, awareness, is super physical, and he's the type of guy. Again, I kind of see him as a Mike linebacker uh, only because I really don't know how much you can really, really play him in coverage.
5: By the way, Chanel. Chanel, sorry. Yeah. I, I knew I didn't have that. No, role. I got you. I'll get it. I'll get it. Remember, together. that's my role. Jeff told me that I
0: think, day one. I think 20 years ago, he'd have been drafted a lot higher than he's going to get drafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a different game. Yeah. Big, strong, forward-playing man. I yeah. will say, so I've, he's got. A, so
5: you. You just described, like, a fourth-round player. I him in the third. Third? Okay. yeah. Okay. I
6: actually have Walker from Georgia, Tyndale from Georgia ahead of him as my uh, inside linebacker, guys.
5: Just out of curiosity, and we all – I mean, one of the things you hear first when you start talking about the draft is scout the player, not the helmet. Mm-hmm. But is there a balance there where you – and obviously you're not going to draft Leo Chanel in the first round, but you look at it and you say – Okay, a Wisconsin linebacker. He's probably pretty smart and tenacious, and gets to the football. You know, like you just you you kind of that's their mo. And you're like, yeah, these guys know how to produce like quality NFL linebackers. Like, is there something to be said for that, or is that dangerous?
6: I think that you know, to me, when there are certain positions and certain teams that you didn't want, you never wanted a Penn State running back. (laughs) There was a time there where you didn't want a Mississippi State defensive tackle. You Not know? anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the, the, the narrative changes on these players. But I think what happens with Wisconsin, and they've done a much better job because their team's better. There was a time when Wisconsin, before Barry Alvarez, wasn't great in football. And they were always lucky to have one or two guys that were really, really good, that were tough and hard-nosed and all that. That's kind of always been the M.O. about their team. They just have better players now. Yep. they they've gotten better as you know as again through the Barry Alvarez era and stuff they've they've found a way to to scout better guys and i think when you watch when you watch wisconsin and you watch this kid play you appreciate how tough he is but jeff's right he probably goes higher you know 10 12 years ago because of what he is he's a mike linebacker that's really all he is but if you want a tough one that's a good one to have
5: you can still make a living doing that absolutely ask anthony hitchens yep uh, Probably
6: better cover guy Anthony Hitchens well, Yeah
5: I, I mean Anthony Hitchens has had a long and productive career As a fourth round pick Clearly he's figured some things out yeah. Yeah. Our
0: guy Chanel views the forward pass as a trick play
3: He's <laughs> <laughs> like wait What is happening
0: yeah. I thought we were going to meet up and smash each other
5: uh, Another what would you do from Christian B. He wants you to debate I don't think your answer is going to be B on this one I think it's going to be A Because no. A is George Karloftis Ooh, I And like him. B is Zion Johnson
1: Ooh,
0: ooh! I just think—I mean, we went over this last week. Can't window dress your board, and my board would tell you, "That's Zion Johnson there, and that's George Karloft is there, and that's a tie, ladies it's and gentlemen." Literally even. See, I uh, think I—you tell
5: me if I'm crazy. I
0: like Zion Johnson. I think more than a lot of people do. I think that he is going to be a step-in starter at guard, and I think he's going to be really, really good forever. Uh, I just don't get
5: the impression, mainly because of the position that he plays, I think Karloftis doesn't hang around that long.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mr. Hellman. Okay. Tell me. Hutchinson goes before him. Thibodeau goes before him.
5: Those are top ten
0: guys. Trayvon Walker goes in the top 15, everybody's saying. Jermaine Johnson after the senior bowl, could he go mm. before Loftus? Maybe. Mm. David Ojabo, a lot of people are telling me, will go before George Karloftis. There is a chance that Karloftis is like the sixth or seventh edge off the board. Fair. That can't make twenty four. No, it can. No, it definitely
5: can. Like I'm not i I'm not like, oh, just forget about it. It's it ain't gonna happen. I just I lean toward thinking he won't be there. I don't know, Brian, what do you think?
6: I kinda have I would take Karloftis over. Matter of fact, I have Ed Ingram over zion johnson on my, on my guard board that's sexy is what i do and i know people are going to say it's an lsu deal it's really not Clearly it's, is. it's a it's home a situation where ridiculous i'm just looking at better football players is home. what i'm looking at jeff Woo. get out and here. you know see that's the thing about it is that in your bet you know absolutely you got that no problem <laughs> wow. the um the um, Boom. Done. I, th- I think the thing of, i think the thing was Zion johnson i think people are pumping air in him i really do i think there yeah. i think he's a good player I think if you're th- you're thinking about him coming in plug and play and all that, I think he's going to struggle there. I don't think there's any nasty, real nastiness to his game. And I think that's the biggest biggest problem I have with him is I don't see a great finisher with this guy. I watch Ed Ingram play and some of these other guards, there's finish there. There's guys getting into their blocks, second level blocks, you know, knocking guys on the ground, you know, stuff like that, good pass set, knee bend, power strength, all those things. I just think I think everybody has pumped a lot of air in Zion Johnson. Myself, that's I'm just proud me. to do I'm, the I'm
0: pumping and enjoy the Pro Bowls. If your team takes Zion Johnson, be happy. He's going to start at left guard for you. He's going to make the Pro Bowl in his second or third year, and you're going to be really happy. So, you're going to be thrilled. I work. think Johnson's a good player. Did
6: too. you did, what, what, okay? So let me real, let me ask yep. some real quick question here. So how close do you have him in Green?
0: Uh, Green is a real life first round kind of guy. Zion I have in the one two cheater grade area where it's like pick him in yep. the twenties.
6: Okay.
4: So you have Loftus in the one two cheater grade area too? Yeah. I think I, I have a true first on Loftus. I have him in the why first I round would too. Myself. Easily put him as as the, the winner of that. I think it's a great question because it, it goes back to what your needs are at twenty four and if that I mean that was what the scenario was, right? right. Who would you take? I mean, there's a chance that you would want to lean guard, kind of like what we were saying earlier, if something were to pop up that way. But I think Loftus in that scenario is the much f- further advanced, more lethal player. So I would take him ten times out of ten. Add Ed Ingram and
5: Zion Johnson to the
6: I just say trash you need
5: talk
4: whiteboard. I
6: just say you need to take a look at Ed Ingram. Yeah, I really, really do I'm because watch him to in the me, wall. to me, what had you, a nice Senior Bowl. No, He's I mean that's what I'm saying. This guy, this guy is. He, you know, he's one of those guys that, to me, I watch a powerful guy. I watch a guy that plays with technique, has a good base, you know, all that. When you watch, the biggest problem that Zion Johnson has is when his head goes down. He's a terrible football player, and that happens to him quite a bit. So, to me, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, uh, you know, when you talk about the Pro Bowls and all those things, yeah, maybe, maybe you're going to be right about that. I'm betting you're going to be wrong.
0: Well, it's a good bet. I'll bet against Ed Ingram, (laughs) too, and I'll bet whatever you want. Because if we bet against all these players, we'll win way more than we lose. Just bet against all of them.
5: I got one more that I really like from Eric. Uh, It's Cowboys draft 101 that they have not really drafted small school prospects in Will McClay's tenure. Mm -hmm. I think Reggie Robinson out of Tulsa and all the Boise guys are really the closest that they've gotten. I guess Tristan Hill. Neither one of those are really small school guys right, exactly american well, you're still mountain west conference right yeah. thank you so with that in mind is there a small school guy and if you want to if you want to do group of five that's fine uh but you can well, go fcs are, whatever you want
6: people are talking about pinning the tackle that's from northern the, iowa the first
5: name that comes to my mind yeah i mean i would that, draft that, that guy without hesitation and after then there's watching uh, him at the senior Yeah, you know,
6: raymond from uh Ramon, Raymond from the kid, um, the tackle from uh, the European fella. Yeah. I mean um, Central Michigan. Central Michigan, yeah. yeah. Jalen Tolbert,
0: wide receiver, South
4: Alabama. Yeah. Nicholas Zakel, Fordham offensive tackle as a developmental
5: prospect. Fordham. Fordham. See that the seven he's had blocks of granted. I start, I start to get scared when I hear Fordham. I don't know. That's... He's not like a first- or second-round guy, sure. but he's a
4: guy you could take later in the draft and feel pretty good about. And they saw him at the Senior Bowl. So if it kind of goes back to the conversation we had previewing the Senior Bowl. Is if they're going to take a small-school guy, most likely they've seen him up close and personal either – in Mobile at the combine with a, a, a potential interview there or during Dallas Day or one of the visits,
5: if they do it, I would bet it would be a Senior Bowl player. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned him. I have. I don't. I, I doubt y'all have watched Dominique Robinson out of Miami, Ohio. Oh, I did. I really. Yeah, yeah. I was really impressed by what he did in Mobile. Edge rusher. That's a, a guy that's sort of like hanging around on the peri- on the periphery of my radar. He
4: tore up my North Texas Mean Green in the bowl game. I saw it up close in person.
6: Tolbert's a good name, by the way, for that wide receiver. South spot. Alabama, yeah. He seemed
5: yeah. like he really turned a lot of heads.
4: That no, he man. sure
6: did. He's gonna. I mean, I think that it, you know, again, the, don't don't pay attention to speed. Pay attention to the plays he makes down the field, mm-hmm. because he's he's gonna lack he's gonna lack some speed. But the guy does separate. I mean, that's that's he, and he catches every ball thrown in his direction. So it's a good name.
5: All right, that does it for Twitter on the twenty for this show. When we come back from this break, we're gonna talk. Combine Prospects
3: football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes Hey Cowboys
2: This is Chad Hennings,
6: former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's
1: choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show.
5: Discount days are back. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, the official fan club of the Dallas Cowboys, to receive up to 30% off pro shop in store purchases from February 24th to 27th. Visit United.DallasCowboys.com today. That, so that sale is starting on Thursday and only lasting over the weekend, so take note. So get here. United.DallasCowboys.com. You heard it here first. Okay, so we spent the first segment of this show talking about how weird and different the Combine might be, but let's just operate in a world where everyone's going to do all of the fun stuff and give us football-related things to watch. I would love to just get a short list from y'all about um, guys you're excited to see or guys you're curious to see. You know, we talk about whether it's, oh, this guy needs to have a great three cone or maybe he's not going to have such a great three cone. Um, Whatever it might be, I would just like to hear some names that you're interested in seeing, assuming everybody works out this week.
6: I'm kind of interested in these cornerbacks just because I think they're all pretty close. I think Gardner, Stingley, McDuffie are all pretty close in the way they play. Uh, you could throw McCrary in there, Elam, Booth. I mean, this is a good list of cornerbacks. I'm interested to see how they all interact with each other. I'm interested in seeing the movement. I'm interested in seeing the numbers that they get out of that stuff with the, the shuttles and things. That kind of tells me something, the three-cone stuff, the short shuttle things. The, you know, those, those, are, those are always very interesting to me. But I do think it's a pretty close group. I think that these, um, I think these edge rushers need to separate themselves, too. In, in what I, I have a feeling that Ajobo is probably gonna work out the best, but he's probably the rawest of all the group. Hmm. So and, and and Jeff has told me because he's seen Karloftis work out with his own eyes or move around that maybe it's not gonna be great. And I, I wonder if the narrative coming out of India is going to be this guy's stiff and he can't do this, can't do that.
5: Is there AJ Epinesa potential with Carloftus? Because remember, I mean, around
0: this time, I I just bring him up because he had a terrible combine. Yep. It's fair because of that, and I don't think Karloftis is going to have a great combine, but I think on tape, they're infinitely different. Like, Epinesa was, what, 285, yeah. super yeah. long. Yeah. Like, that was his game. Karloftis plays like he's a really good athlete. Yeah. Like, he's just in there just banging through. So if he
4: goes out and he tests poorly, it's going to knock him more so than maybe even an Epinesa?
0: I guess it. I guess in theory it could um, but he's just one of those dudes that Carl Loftus to me, his tape is too good to knock yeah. him out of the first round. It's just it's too good. But we could come out of the combine and people would be like, "Oh, he's a quote bad athlete. He's uh, not long. Yeah. He doesn't have long arms. He's a bad athlete." Holy cow! We can't pick that in the first round. I will. It's about to I say will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one of those situations where you're like, "Sure, push
6: him Trust down the, the board, tape,
0: please.
4: Push see, him down the board. See
6: what's going to happen too." And these with these defensive tackles, if Jordan Davis ends up running like a four nine four. Or something like that.
0: I've heard it's possible. See, Uh, see,
6: that's what I'm saying. And all of a sudden, that's where one day, you know, one day we're all going to be sitting there and we'll be doing a draft show and we're going to get those numbers. And they're like, yeah, you ran 494, 498, something like that. And you're going to go at that weight. And it's going to, and it's going to, again, we're going to just shoot a bunch of air or the people will shoot a bunch of air into, well, man, he's not going to be there at 24. He's going to eat. And then we'll start the Vita Vea comparisons and all mm-hmm. that stuff like that. And it's not the same player. So I think you have to be kind of mindful of really what these guys are. If you have the opportunity to study these guys, however you do it, hook or crook, you know, just take a look and kind of know when this guy plays, that's what he is. You know, if he runs really, really well, or he doesn't run really well, really well, don't kill them for that. Just trust your eyes on that tape that you saw a really, really good football player, or you didn't see a good football player. At the
0: combine, I'm interested in seeing the men from Michigan, Uh, namely Central Michigan. Well, three of them from Western Michigan, the University of the Wolverines. um, Hail to the victors. I was Only thinking Sky Moore again. Well, yeah, always Sky Moore. Yes. I, I'm,
6: More Sky Moore. Yes.
0: Sky Moore. Listen, if this team ended up with Ed Ingram and Sky Moore, Brian and I flips. would throw so many pizza parties. Okay? I, I, got a,
6: I got a tomahawk chop riding on this thing. Because so. he knows i paid a tomahawk chop before for stupidity
5: bets. Oh, I didn't man. I didn't take this question for Twitter on the 20, but somebody asked. Think
0: about Sky Moore? Somebody asked who the
5: pizza party player is. It's Sky Moore. It's Sky Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down. I
0: already forgot what school he we went to. Western, Western Michigan. Michigan. Western Michigan. Yeah, one of the Bro- <laughs> uniforms.
4: Man. I just said it two seconds ago. Well, yeah, and you said it. the
0: men from Michigan. Then I started naming off Sky Moore's college. My memory has to be—it's almost in real time. <laughs> Things fade away <laughs> in real time. Right back. Yes.
6: Can, I, can I ask a question? Can you sort these wide receivers out at the combine, or is it going to be a problem? I don't. Think is so. is Wilson going to is Wilson going to solidify himself? As the number one guy for the wide receiver crook.
0: You want a bold prediction on that? I think if all the guys do all the things, that it would be more likely Garrett Wilson has people raising eyebrows skeptically than going, Ooh. Really? I bet he runs in the four or fives. He might. I don't think he's I don't think he's real life NFL wide receiver fast. I think he's good and explosive and accelerates.
6: I knew I could count on you. To I don't be think he's
0: real life fast. Tell Here. me if this is a hot take. Like I, deep-
5: Traylon Burks might outrun Garrett he Wilson. He will. He I, will. I, there's there's a couple of receivers that are going to
4: outrun him. Burks seen, is one. I think Sky Moore will outrun him. I think seen, there's a ton of guys.
6: You've there. seen Burks in person, right? Mm-hmm. Is he 225 pounds?
0: Um, he might be now. When
6: when you saw him first, he was 241.
0: It's none of your business. It's not my business <laughs> here. Listen, when seasons end and you go to show up for your training, but you're, but you're, you're saying, showing up for your training. We, know, you,
6: you, you and I do radio every day about Luca doing very, this. Yeah. That was very delicately
5: oh, yeah. said, Jeffrey. Very delicately said.
0: Yeah, I think he showed up to his training with some training. To <laughs> okay, do, let me ask and you. And that he'll go from running like a four six to a four Okay, four let over me ask you this. Last then. month and this
6: month, receiver man, could Burks come out of this thing being the number one receiver?
0: I think for some people, because I think that he will. Steve O'Samuel, training that's complete, what they're talking about. Six yeah. three to twenty five ish, and I think he can get into the four fours. Uh, and you know, like, I don't even know his comp. Like it's something between Debo. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, something. What? I was thinking D.K. of
6: that mix. Yeah, I know that, something that's of that it mix. Is crazy. You know, you're good with that. That's is
0: good. it a is it a hot take
5: if I think receiver is very very high on the list of positions where I basically don't care what you do at the combine? Like I want to see like if you're unless a, you run like a four nine, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> within reason. Yeah, right. like I'm I care gonna, less about the gonna,
6: quarterbacks myself. At the combine. Even the
5: throwing side of yeah, things, I do. Maybe. Wow. I do. I, I didn't say receiver was the only position I don't care about. I The just... two
0: I care least about are actually linebacker and running back. Fair. Because they don't have direct opponents in football. Well, you just so take doesn't... those positions anyways. Well, kind of. But also, like, a wide receiver, is it relevant if you're faster or not than the guy who's literally standing right in front of you to okay. cover you? Of course it is. For a running back, is it relevant if you're faster than pick a player on the defense? No. Not at all, in yeah. any way, shape, or form, because I don't have a direct opponent that I have to run past. I just think the tape should tell me everything
5: I need to know about what a receiver can and can't do. Like, can you get behind the cornerback? Mm-hmm. Can you get create separation? Quarterbacks you should get be open? the same way. Yeah.
6: Because to me, the quarterbacks, you're at the mercy of who you're throwing the ball to. If your last name starts with a B, then you're likely throwing with A, B, and C, depending on who those receivers are. Sometimes you, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you get a, a run of really good receivers you get to throw the balls to, and then other times you're throwing the balls to guys that you're like, why is this guy here? Why is this guy here? It's kind of a yeah. thing. So all of a sudden you don't look as good because the route's not as good. The ball's there. You get a drop, and all of a sudden you're like, "Now, is that a drop because of the receiver or is that a drop because of a bad throw? And, by the way, the, the pro day at the, at the school, that does nothing for me either. Wow. Just let me watch the tape of a quarterback. Let me watch every single throw. And I can tell you generally if the guy's going to be a good player.
5: I wanted to follow up with you about what you said about the cornerbacks. The prevailing logic right now seems to be that it's Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati Mm -hmm. and Derek Stingley out of LSU. Don't forget
6: our kids at Washington.
5: Let me finish the damn point. So, again, the prevailing logic is that there's like a line, and then you go Trent McDuffie. You I don't
6: know a- if there's a line. You
5: answered my question for me. So yeah. I wanted to ask, do you think McDuffie has a real chance to kind of climb into that? I absolutely bunch? do. Yeah. Or if you I mean you sound like you think he's already there.
6: I think he's already there. I mean, he's one of my if you talk about the three guys, to me it's Gardner, Stingley, McDuffie. Those are my three guys.
0: Wouldn't be surprised if McDuffie were picked before Stingley. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Just because I think teams are going to have enough questions. No, I about think Stingley and McDuffie's tape is good enough and recent enough that you're like, hey, what do we think about picking one we trust more?
5: I'm biased. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think Stingley's one of the more interesting prospects in the first round because I could see him going fourth or. Twenty fourth. Like yeah. neither one of those would shock me. I
6: don't think he gets really past probably fourteen or so myself. Fair. There's that run where the you know, maybe the Eagles or somebody like that, they've got teams, you know, they've got the multiple picks. Just too too, too talent of a player. Now if you again you you if you if you're worried about the non alpha male and you're worried about maybe a potential with the foot problems. You know, those are the types of things you're gonna have to deal with. Do you think he runs in Indy? He's not ready. He's only running straight ahead right now from what I heard. He's not ready to run. He's
4: not really ready to run. That's kind of a bummer. He ran a 4-3 in a high school combine. He'll he'll run at LSU and they'll go really fast. Yes, that's fair. My man would
5: would have been top three. I think he would have been top five Sure, if he had been able to go pro after 2019. Another name, just by the way, that
4: we saw at the Senior Bowl that I think is going to run a really quick, uh, Forty going back to wide receivers, even though I know you said you don't care about wide receivers at the combine. But Calvin Austin the third out of Memphis, little mm-hmm. slot receiver, mm-hmm. that dude's gonna fly in Indy. He may be the quickest out of the bunch.
0: Or tiny guys, Wandale yeah. Robinson, tiny Kentucky. Guy. Oh yeah, Another he'll fly. Tiny guy. Sky Moore yeah. will
5: fly. Those that those could be the top three or four numbers.
4: I don't numbers. know if Sky's gonna fly,
0: and that's my guy. You don't think I so? I don't know if he's gonna fly, and that's my. guy. I think he's gonna fly.
5: Are we setting ourselves up for four twos, baby?
0: No, sir. I'm setting myself up for 40 times. Do not define football players. <laughs> Sky Moore's badass because he has lightning quick feet and is hell after the balls in his this hands.
6: Tape's really good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just just kind of think he's a slot player myself.
0: Damn right he is. Where does Cooper Cup play? I, is that I, a problem? Is that, that a problem? Not a problem. Do you want Cooper Cup to line up outside? I, do you okay, hate him
6: occasionally? I know I don't hate Cooper. Cooper Cups Cup. Cups I was the one guy receiver. that the one guy on this show that liked Cooper Cup. My gosh, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm slot just,
0: only guy. You can't
6: pick him too high. I didn't say. The Cooper Cup was a slot only guy. He is. Well, I didn't say that. You did. Well, he is. You well, know, he he plays outside too. Yeah, is he a slot only guy? Yeah, Not he's a anymore. slot only guy.
0: He, he's he, a backstack, in the slot, motion through the backfield. Yes, I think
5: he could probably play out there if they wanted him. Let's to. see. Ya. He's just really good in the slot. He's yeah. just a good football player.
0: No, I'm la- yeah. I'm just
5: laughing because I'm imagining Saturday of draft weekend. Whatever I don't know. The, not all the picks are finalized, but like whenever the Cowboys pick in the fourth round, like they won't pick Sky Moore, and then Jeff will be like, Sky "Well, Moore Cowboys don't want a good in the football player. fourth oh, round ever." The third, I got bad news for you, the brother. Third round, whatever, getting picked in the thirties. I just like watching Whoa. Jeff get indignant when his pet cats slide. Damn it's, right, it's a favorite. My Who was
0: sliding? Our Darius Washington last year. Hey, listen, he couldn't help that he was 5'6". 5'8". I was at least fair about that one. I was like, "Look, I love him. There's no chance he gets drafted on the first two days because he's tiny." Then he didn't get drafted at all, right? No, he didn't. But he made the 53. He <laughs> you did. Bet, you That's bet true. your butt he, he did. did. There's, he did nothing, make the there's nothing
6: worse than working a draft for three days and they're like, "Well, who's your best available?" And you said the same guy for the last two it's, and a half it's, hours. It's <laughs> same still as him. It was yesterday. Thanks for asking. Still him.
5: <laughs> Go ahead and ask Dane. He, he'll tell you. <laughs> I'm not talking trash about Sky Moore. I want to be clear about that. War you no i just he called him a fourth rounder just now i mean he did, I heard you say it. he did say that what's what is i'm looking at his like what dane day our buddy dane Bruegler had him like in the he had him in the top 100 right
0: yeah but where he had him is wrong
6: yeah 85 or so
0: uh i had it pulled up um
6: Am i remembering that wrong
0: but he's wrong just like brian probably <laughs> is going to say that he's wrong he has ed ingram 80th and that's wrong right nah what
6: no. It's not wrong. Then you can't. Look. No, 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 no. Oh, dude, no.
0: check this out. Sky Moore is seventy-nine. Okay. Ed Ingram is eighty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay.
6: okay, Dane. Dane has missed Ed Ingram. Then that, that's he's missed. Saying, yeah, he's missed. Okay, that's yeah. what you're asking. I'm sorry. that's yeah,
5: yeah. wrong? You, yeah. w- w- I mean, you would draft Ed Ingram, and did you say you would draft him twenty-fourth or second round? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Top top fifty. Yep. Are
6: we, okay. Top fifty. So he said over Zion. Johnson.
5: I don't have yeah, yeah, Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have You'd Zion have Johnson in the
6: first round. That's right. That's my. Yeah, that's my thing.
5: All right, I mean, I could ask you all for more names, but we've got another show to do Thursday. Bob,
0: Ryan, Tim.
5: Oh, (laughs) God. That
6: was actually pretty good.
5: We do this show too early in the morning for me to be able to keep up with you sometimes. (laughs) All right, We're done. We're signing off the show. We can talk more Combine on Thursday. I hope this was as informative for you as it was entertaining for us. I don't know. Thanks for joining me, guys. This, This was the draft show. That's Jeff. We'll talk to you all next time.